Cussman and Vince DiMaselli, your hosts of Brooklyn Paper Radio, recording live and on podcast from Brooklyn, America. Of course, that's America's downtown. Downtown Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Paper Building, Gersh. Vince, I have always said that when I am in Brooklyn, I am alive. I'm alive. Yeah, it's, when you go to Manhattan, a part of you dies. A little bit of a little bit of me dies. A little bit of you, yeah. Yeah. Well, so anyway, I'm in Brooklyn, feeling great. As you know, I work for the Daily News. Vince, you're of course editor in chief of the Brooklyn Paper, the greatest newspaper in the world, without question. I mean, seriously, it's like There's the no, Onion and the Brooklyn Paper. They're right neck and neck. Yeah, and I would say like the New Yorker is still my favorite magazine. But if you, you could put out a magazine like the New Yorker just for Brooklyn, I would come back and edit it. Well, you clearly have not read uh, Wedding Pride. You, I have, I've read, read, wed, I have, I'm, your Wedding Pride is such a good magazine that I want to gay marry. That's how good a magazine it is. Well, there you go. It's, but my then point it's is, done its job. If you would create a New Yorker for Brooklyn and hire me as the editor and you would only have to pay me $150,000. That's it? A year. It's a can of corn. It's I mean, that's what we got to do. It's a drop anyway, in the bucket. <clears throat> we have a very big show. And I know a lot of radio show hosts say, oh, we got a big show. Vince, we got a big show. From what I'm, you've what I'm got, being told, Because yeah. you've got Ophira Eisenberg on speed dial. Ophira Eisenberg, as you know, is the host of uh, NPR's Ask Me Another. Ask Me Another, mm-hmm. which is a quiz show. It's kind of a quiz show. And yeah. I'm great at quiz shows. Are you? Ask me, ask me anything. Okay. Why did the chicken cross the road? There was a free... Burger on the other side. Ask me another. I don't know. But anyway, if you've been listening to the show, you know Ophira is not only host of What's the world's fastest land animal? I think the thoroughbred racehorse. It is not. What is? What is the fastest? It's the cheetah. Ah, Cheetahs. You're going to bet on a cheetah? You're going to bet on a cheetah. What's the nickname of the zebra? What's the nickname of the... You mean like among other zebras? No, just among, you know, scientists. Joe. The tiger horse. That's not true. No, I learned all these watching those commercials for like the Time Life uh, things oh, when yeah, I was a yeah, kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They had those Time Life like 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 the, flashcards. Yeah, they, I had when we were a kid. I had a book called the Time Life Book of the Family Car, hmm. and I read that cover to cover, thinking someday I would like to change the oil on this car. You Never would, did. Never was did. the Family Car some sort of station wagon? No, it was a Ford. What a Galaxy Oldsmobile. Oh, Galaxy. Anyway, Ford look, Galaxy. But not Oldsmobile. only. Not only is Ophira Eisenberg host of NPR's Ask Me Another, yeah. but she is going to be the MC of CNG, that's Community Newspaper Group's Community annual New- Community News Group. Let's really? get it straight. Yes. Annual Women, women of Distinction. And yeah. Ophira is a woman of distinction. Without Oh, there is no doubt about that. Okay. But anyway, regular listeners to Brooklyn Paper Radio, and I know you're out there, Andy Campbell, know that I have been offering $10 for the first caller on every on every show, and thus far nobody's claimed that money. I'm going to give no. out the number now, 718 dollars to the first caller. And if you were listening last week and not calling in, that means you were wrapped, you know that I sent an email to the Department of Transportation of the City of New York complaining about Smith Street and, as you know, J Street between Atlantic and Tillery. Mm-hmm. You're a cyclist, Vince. You don't cycle much. Uh, you know what? I actually went to fill my tire the other day because tires, you know, if you don't use the bike that much, the tires go flat. Even if you use the bike, the tires go flat. Well, As you know, rubber is porous. I don't know how it works, but <laughs> I mean, it works. Air leaks out of the tire. Well, well whatever. It's like a process of so osmosis. So I went to fill the tire. You did. And the my the, my pump broke. And as I'm like putting air in, it's just coming coming right out. So I thought that the tire broke, the tube and the tire broke, but it turned out it was the pump itself. The 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 what the, the I guess the uh, what would you call that? The pump, sh- uh, the, the tube the that comes tube off of the, the pump. hose. The hose. The hose. That's the hose. Thank that's, you. The, that's the word I'm looking Thank for. Thank you. I'm glad. Yeah, the hose. The hose broke, and every time I try to fill a tire, it would just empty out. Okay. Listen, well, we, anyway, we're, are we going to do this? 
uh, well, I, I want to just read this because the DOT did, in fact, send me an email back. They answered you. They answered me back. There was a guy monitoring that Twitter feed. No, here we go. And they must be getting so much stuff into it that he has time to answer you. You ready for this? Dear Gersh Kunstman. That was me being Spelled correctly. Spelled correctly. That's nice work. Thank you for your recent message concerning dangers to cyclists caused by vehicles and pedestrians using bike lanes. Mm -hmm. That was nice. The Department of Transportation, DOT, has been going to great lengths to address critical safety concerns for bicyclists, pedestrians, and motorists. For decades. Well, no. From July 1st to 2006 through 2011, we completed more than, guess how many bike lane miles? Uh, (laughs) 4,000. 280 bike lane miles in all five boroughs, Hmm. doubling the citywide on-street bike network while reshaping the city streets to make them safer for everyone who uses them. And I will say this. It sounds like boilerplate. I know. It's not badly written, though. Sounds like boilerplate. These bike lanes have improved safety for cyclists, blah, 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 blah. Okay. We launched the, quote, Heads Up Street Safety Ad Campaign, which spotlights on safety. So clearly this is not a personal response. Uh Police officers should issue tickets to vehicles parked in or driving in bike lanes. Because you you asked about that specifically. If you want to offer your comments to the police department, there's a link to that. Uh The 2013 New York City bike map. I can't believe you didn't offer your your thoughts to the police department. Oh, I offered my thoughts. In the form form of an upraised middle finger. Did you hear back for that? No, did not hear back. Yeah, I didn't think so. So then the last line, please be assured that your concerns for safety are shared by all of us at DOT. And it's signed, Roseanne Carunia, Customer Service Unit, NYC Department. I thought you were going to say Roseanne, Rosanna Dana. Roseanne! How come you didn't answer my specific email? So she didn't actually answer the question. No, she didn't. Anyway, right, well, they got back so to you. we are going to reach out to Roseanne. we got to talk about the women of distinction. we got to talk to Ophira Eisenberg about it. Let's talk. All right, so Jimmy, you gotta lower the, you're going to lower that while I make this call. It's her personal number. It is a personal number, you know. It's not low. It's very loud, I think. Now, for the record, yeah. listeners, I don't know Ophira. This is a I think you guys thing. are going to get along great. Uh, maybe, but... Um, because that's just because I'm a quiz show expert. You are, from from what you tell me. I'm going to ask her about the quiz show scandals of the 50s. Hello. Hey, there she is. It's Ophira Eisenberg. Ophira, you are on the air with Vince DiMasselli and Gersh Kunstman here at Brooklyn Paper Radio. Yay! It's, I'm so happy that, that I'm here. It's really exciting to have you on. What Thanks. is this? I, I was just handed something by you know, Jimmy. It's, what? It's, it's funny. She's got a great voice for radio. <laughs> well, she's been doing she's been doing it a long time. How long have you How long have you been doing Ask Me Another? Uh. I think three and a half years is correct. Yeah, three and a half years. That sounds, yeah. that sounds about right. Ask her another. <laughs> no, I mean Vince is going to be doing <laughs> the questions. Yeah. Vince is going to be doing the. Oh, the, is, the, is that how this yeah, is going to yeah, work? Yeah, you're just going to keep asking. Usually, Gersh is in charge, but he's handing me the microphone this time. That's nice. Well, it's our event. It's the it's the Women of Distinction event. Now, this is the second year in a row that you're doing it. Can you tell us why? Why I'm doing well? I I mean, thankfully, I was asked to do it again, which is very nice. Um, last year was my my first time being part of it, and I I, I actually showed up uh, last year very pregnant, and um, evidence I, that you are a I woman. Was, <laughs> it was my gag. I showed up pregnant. Hey, um, but. The crowd seemed to be really responsive to, you know, having some jokes mixed into the evening. I mean, obviously, it's a, a great evening of highlighting and celebrating these women in Brooklyn who are doing amazing things. Yeah. Some of them are changing uh, people's lives in huge ways. Some of them are changing people's lives in small ways, which ends up being huge, you know, as a whole. So there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things to celebrate but i think maybe i add a little buoyancy that people enjoyed 
so they asked me if I wanted to do it again, and I thought, why not? Well, we really appreciate that, that you're going to have it. So I'll tell you how it all started. What happened was last year we have this, we have this uh, magazine we put out called Brooklyn Uncovered. Sure. And we asked Ophira to, as a, as a Brooklynite, as someone who lives in the borough, lives and breeds in the borough, takes care of cats and stuff like that, <laughs> we, we asked her to, to, you know, give, to do her Ask a Local column, and she wrote it up for us, and she did a great job, and we were really happy with that. So they came to me, and they're like, hey, we need somebody to, to do the uh, Women of Distinction. We need an MC. And the first person that came to my mind was Ophira because she was so helpful with us with the, with the uh, Brooklyn Uncovered. And I'll tell you, all the uh, Stephanie Stellaccio, who, who runs this thing for us, she came back to me and she was just so excited that after you did it, because a lot of them didn't really know who you were, but you showed up there and you really knocked it out of the park and everybody was ex- crazy excited and they could not thank you enough to come in and doing it. And I guess the, the proof is in the pudding. They asked you back. Yeah, it's so nice. I know. I was, I was totally flattered. Well, it's, it's, it's a great event. And it's happening on. Uh, Wait, two- you know, you can puff up the event all you want. If it's, I'm I gotta say, when can I say when it's gonna happen? Sure. It's happening Tuesday, Tuesday night up here, right? right? Tuesday night. Yeah, it's coming up on Tuesday. It's a Tuesday night. It's in uh, Diker Heights at uh, I could. Which s- is a part Syracuse. of Brooklyn prior to uh, coming there for the big celebration. I'd never been to. Yeah, uh, you've never been. You'd never been to Diker Heights before. Nope. No. No. You didn't a- go and see the uh, Christmas lights during the holiday season. This is the thing. I've always wanted to do that, but it requires me knowing someone with a car. You see, <sighs> there's a lot. I have to rent a car uh, and drive to Diker Heights during Christmas. You could, you could I'm going to make that happen. You could Uber the Diker Lights. Anyway, I could, I, I, you I, know what? That is a, um, that would be a real. That would be someone's Christmas present to me. Now you guys are sta- sitting here puffing up this event. I'm a man of distinction. Let me ask you a question, and the tough question, Ophira. Sure. What makes a woman of distinction? In Brooklyn, what makes a woman? Yeah, that's of a tough one. You, in you look here. That is an think about it. Question. That's right, my friend. First of all, let me just—I uh, know that you called yourself a man of distinction. There's no question so about that. So, after I give you the parameters that what makes a woman of distinction, let me know how it compares. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so I would say falls under, let's say, three uh, three kind of categories. One, the kind of work they do, whether it's something that they do through their job or their volunteer efforts, significantly impacts their community, uh, helping other people in Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's lives. Okay, that's or, number one. Um, or, or I, you know, I say community, and I guess I was thinking about people, but also, you know, it could be um, an urban planning or gardening or something that affects uh, making Brooklyn a better place for the community to live in. Uh, and these people are usually, I mean, some of them, I remember from last year, I mean, some of them were doing, like, amazing stuff in, the, in a medical field or, you know, helping uh, seniors have better lives. But other people were promoting dance programs uh, that allowed, you know, different pe- uh, kids in Brooklyn to have an opportunity to take dance classes regardless of uh, where they lived or income level. So, you know, th- these, it's these people that are kind of not maybe normally... Um, you know, saw, seen as like the front cover of uh, it, everyone's, you know, magazine, but they are doing the kind of work that is changing ev- on a daily basis the way Brooklyn uh, is and just making it so much better and its way of recognizing them uh, and, fi- and I think finally giving them their due. Okay, so wait a minute. So n- number one, you got to make an impact. All right, what's number two? Got to make an impact. What's number two? Well, and then, it's ju- that, I mean, 
basically, and most of them are doing it selflessly. No, boy. They're just doing it for the love. you got to be selfless All right, so here we go. So those are your two things. you got to make an impact. you got to do it selflessly. So I am not a man of distinction. By that definition, it's over. I am neither a man nor am I distinct from other men who do the things you're talking about. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. No problem. That's why I'm here. I feel really kind of useless right now. I'm just a journalist, just a hack journalist who just writes my opinion. In the Daily News, www.nydailynews.com. Trying, trying to do a radio show. Slash forward slash slash. Or something. Yeah, but you're contributing to bringing words into people's lives that make them happy. Sure, and give words. them information. Words. And, uh, yeah. you know, that stuff's important. That's I a th- nice th- spin. The, the key nice with Gersh, spin. though, I don't know if you, you know how much you know about him. It's the selflessness that, that he's truly lacking. Yeah, that's the hard <laughs> one. That's like the, the, high, the high barrier for yeah. me. Selflessness. Because I wouldn't do this but for wanting to please myself. Sure. <laughs> so that's well, a real problem. Well, you know, maybe maybe you can just expand that a little bit. Maybe you can please yourself and one other person. I think that's possible. Well, I got two kids. I mean, that's hard. Oh, my goodness. I yeah. can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. You I've know what it's like. One. You got I've got one. one, and, you know, right now the dog's taking care of him, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Well, dogs are very clean. You know, they can lick a baby, and that cleans the baby. Is right? that? Oh, oh no, that's cats. No. You need a cat. You need a cat. Well, they got that sandpaper thing going yeah, on. I love that. Yeah. All right, yeah. let me. I want to ask another question because you're sure. the host of Ask Me Another, which is like yeah. a venerated, esteemed NPR show, and I love NPR. You know, we teach we teach our writers here about the NPR techniques. We do. So anyway, uh, journalism techniques. But yours is a quiz show, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. All right, I'm gonna throw. I'm just gonna throw one at you. What's that? I'm just gonna throw one at you. A, a piece of trivia. Yeah. That's what I do. Right. I just I just bird dog you. Sure. What <laughs> what obscure venereal disease was found at the bottom of the Gowanus Canal a few years ago? Whoa, that's an awesome one. Obscure venereal disease found it, at the bottom of the It wasn't obscure. What what venereal disease? I'll make it easier. Yeah, what venereal disease? It was not an was, obscure one. Right. So I mean I guess I'm gonna say syphilis. It's a good guess. It's a good I mean, very cause, close. Because you got your gonorrhea, your syphilis, maybe your chlamydia. What else you got? Yeah, what else do you got? I got to think about it. I, I mean, three, those are the wait, 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 wait. How about um, uh, crabs? Yeah, crabs. Crabs would, no, be, would be appropriate. There are no crabs at all <laughs> in the Guanas Canal. The answer to the question, Jimmy, can I get a ding, ding, ding? Because the answer, or, or a uh, <laughs> nothing. I got no Jimmy's sound got no sound effects. Okay, the answer, of course, was gonorrhea. It is gonorrhea. Of course it is. Thank you. Gonorrhea <laughs> in the Guanas. You know, I'd like to ask you another. Sure. So what state provided cannon fodder to allow General George Washington to escape Brooklyn during the Battle of Long Island? Wow. This is where, um, yeah, I don't, I, let me just remind you of one small little thing about me that is a great piece of trivia. Uh, I grew up in Canada. So I'm going to uh, guess. That you asked for a state. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was um, escape from Long Island. How about New Jersey? Uh, it's a good it's a good guess. I'm gonna ask anybody, Jimmy, anybody? Nobody. Maryland. Oh Maryland, Vince Gets again. We got a ding ding ding. Maryland. Now all right, so you're Canadian. I am. All right. So what Canadian general <laughs> helped the American Revolution in the seventeen hundreds? Lafayette. No, he was Lafayette French. All right, anyway, no, the answer was obviously Admiral Howe. No, that's, he's the British guy. Anyway, well, that's great. He's French-Canadian. French-Canadian. Anyway, well, that's great. Thanks for playing. Uh, we have some great parting gifts for you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, what's so funny about the trivia thing is that uh, because I host a trivia show, you know, I always am worried about the fact that someone's like, oh, you host a trivia show. So that's great. You must be great at trivia. But what they don't know is I have the answers. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. really good at holding the answers. You're like that teacher. You had the teacher's edition. Exactly. We, and we, we exactly. used to try to steal it the first two days of school. And, exactly. and whoever got that was like smartest. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> you, so you don't really know the answers. Uh, I know some answers, but I'm, the, the games that I'm best at are like head games and uh, Twister. How are you on tongue twisters? You know what? I think I think with some practice, I get better and better. You know that that, that requires a dex. Like you need to train. The like the the fleet flicked flee fleed over the fled. Yeah, I'm not very she good at sells, it. She sells. She sells. She sells. I yes. can't even you do can't it. You can't even do it. I used to be able to do we it. We used I don't know to what do happened. that, Afira. We used to do that before the show. Before we actually press the on button. Of course, that's what button. I do too. You Sibilance. gotta loosen up your mouth. Get ready to talk. Yeah. Sibilance. 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 Yeah. Uh, cellar door. I gotta ask one. Cellar door. I gotta ask one more tough question. And this one you don't even see. Com- this is not trivia. This is Uh-oh. this is like the inner workings of your show. Got now, it. you're Canadian. It may not be familiar to you, but in the 1950s there was quite a quiz show scandal in the United States involving a show that gave one of the guys the answers. Became a big thing. It became the subject of a Robert Redford movie. Has there ever been a scandal like that on Ask Me Another? <laughs> I wish. Um, that's so funny, though, because, um, right, the quiz show, right? Uh, that's, yeah, that's exactly. like I love that movie. We actually had uh, Turturro on the show, which was like kind of a funny idea, and we played a lot of clips of him. Um, but there, the, the, there's no one, that, to my knowledge, that has ever, like, stolen a script or whatever. But we have had people on the show, many of them who are kind of game show professionals, whether they have gone on Jeopardy and won a lot of money or uh, the minute to win it or even who wants to be a millionaire. And they are so good at these games, it's like they have stolen the answers. I mean, their eyes don't even flicker when you ask them a question. They just spit out the answer. It's wild. My mother was that way on, on Name That Tune. She could get oh, yeah. that tune in one note. Every time. Every time. She was amazing. Yeah. Every time. It would literally be, dink. The best, oh, I, the best I could do America. is, that, is the, the New York Times, that mini crossword puzzle every morning. That's the closest I come to. Oh, anything. yeah. Well, that's really hard. I think, too, because, you know, the only thing, that our show doesn't give away real prizes of any significant monetary value. So, you know, it's, uh, it's more just. The, the prize is having a good time, and you know, of course, what's at stake is always people feeling good about themselves. Mm. Uh, but maybe if there was a cash prize, there'd be a bigger incentive to try to, you know, sabotage, sabotage our our security systems. <laughs> now, listen, Ophir, I did a little research on you because I can't expect Vince to do that. He's busy, whatever. I, I work for the Daily News. Sure. Uh, a lot of you, a lot of our listeners don't know that in addition to hosting, ask me another. You're also the author of screw everyone sleeping my way to monogamy. This is true. Which seems weird because if you're sleeping your way towards anything, it would certainly not be monogamy. So why don't you just sell a couple of books right now? Tell me what that's about because the title is provocative. <laughs> the title is very provocative, uh, and I promise you it, it lives up to that, but also it has a story which, uh, it, it has a full story. This is about my dating experiences and relationship experiences hmm. starting from you know, teenagehood uh, up until recent, and basically I was the kind of girl who, you know, didn't really have any big aspirations to settle down or get married. I didn't know exactly what I was looking for, didn't really, I thought more about becoming an independent uh, person who had 
fun with guys rather than finding one that would solve my life problems. So I kind of approach dating like uh, a scientist would. I, I saw different relationships as, uh, you know, experiments I was running within a lab, even though a lab might be a bedroom or a bar. And I would like travel around to my different um, experiments with my little hypothesis of how it might work out. And, you know, sooner or later figuring I'd stumble upon the person that maybe I would supposed to be with or maybe I wouldn't. Do you have a lot of those experiments running simultaneously? Because, you know, a lot of laboratory guys do There's that. A, there was a couple. I was never so good at, the, at running them at the same time. There were definitely some overlap. But, man, I really invested in my subjects. Hmm. Did, okay. Do you name names in this book? I mean, like, if, if I'm reading this book, I'm like, oh, that's my friend Joe. It's so funny. There, everyone has a name, but it's not their real name. Mm. Uh, and you'd think, you know, and I just did that because that's what you do uh, to protect everyone and i have had since some guys write me uh who i know saying like oh that was me and they're wrong mm. and other people <laughs> write me and go i can't believe you didn't put me in and it, they're also wrong it's, it's funny cause i'm the same way i'm the same way about taylor swift songs i always think they're all about me yeah right exactly. i never dated for the record vince did never dated taylor swift that hasn't happened yet no no it, well, you're, on, you're on the market no, no i'm not on the market fyi definitely not on the market ophira i have slept my way to monogamy so yeah. i know what you're talking about yeah, so, I mean, some people are like, oh, you approach dating like a guy, which I don't really see at these, like, intense gender lines. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's I, so offensive. Uh, I liked, I, I didn't settle down immediately. I had no desire to do that. I got to hang out and uh, date a lot of very cool people, and I learned a lot about what I like and uh, much, even, much more about what I don't like. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's the easiest thing to do out there on the market, I'll tell you that much. And, and my, and gr- my of, girlfriend certainly learned a lot of humor in what you don't like. Yeah. All right, so listen, now we got to ask the toughest question of all. You're oh a radio, boy. you're a radio, a celebrated radio personality. You're drawing in that seven-figure NPR salary. Totally. You've you've analyzed radio commentators from Edward R. Murrow all the way up to, you know, uh, that guy from Casey uh, Kasem. Kasem Kasem. Oh, yeah, my favorite. Mm-hmm. We Vincent and I I can't have an up tempo coming out of a dead dog. I can't have that. <laughs> there there is no better radio team today. Raw talent I'm talking about. I'm not talking about trained. I'm not talking about educated. I'm not talking about schooled than Gersh Kunzman and Vince DiMasselli. Yet, yet it seems our show is a flop, and I'd like to know from you, A, am I wrong, thank you, and B, if I'm right, what we should be doing. Give me, like, the three pointers that every radio team, and I'm talking about, like, Huntley and Brinkley, Kunzman and DiMasselli, Lennon and McCartney, of course. needed. Oh, my God. Well, A, I'm pretty sure you already have it. There you go. But all well, thanks for joining us, Afira Eisenberg. <laughs> keep going, keep going. It's pretty much, uh, I mean, the most important thing that anybody wants is rapport. That's what makes good radio is just the rapport, whether it, it's the rapport between you two, which clearly is sound, uh, and then it's just the rapport with your listeners. So the listeners are like, oh, it's that warm that warm voice or that acerbic voice or that uh, uh, sarcastic voice or whatever they're looking for, voice that comes into my head and makes me feel uh, better <laughs> or reminds me of, of, I don't know, someone I loved or someone I hated in just the right way. Yeah, I think the other thing that's really important is the, um, the uh, you know, when you kind of back and forth, it's that the... thing uh, what they is, call it, it's... I, uh, T- timing. Time. Timing. 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 Yeah. yeah. Timing. That could be helpful. Yeah, we yeah, get that. Yeah, that's, that's what editing's for. <laughs> we definitely, I got to say, I don't think we ever really leave you, any of our readers or listeners with a warm feeling, though. I mean, come on. No. 
No. That's that's against what you're doing? No, I'm just saying it's difficult because of the personalities involved. <laughs> I mean, Vince is a great guy, but, you know, I, we get the politicians on the show, and they're boring. So we're trying yeah, to ride them. We're trying to ride them, and they, they're like dead horses in the Grand Canyon. You just cannot yep. get anything out of them. Yeah. Yep. That's why it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. You can. What, what was the expression that Wally Backman told uh, us? Wal- so Wally Backman was a great uh, manager of the Brooklyn Cyclones. He said, "You could beat a dead. You could beat a wild. No, you, you can, can rein in a wild horse, but you can't beat a dead one." And I tell reporters that all the time. <laughs> Take chances. We'll rein you in, but don't just sit in the office and expect it to come to you. Get shoe yeah, leather. Get shoe leather. Yeah, there's there's something that we talk. I mean, I think people say this all the time, but we say it a lot in uh, comedy, which is uh, don't don't uh, you know. Don't ask. Um, ask if it's okay. Just l- later, beg for forgiveness. You know, yeah, it's better right. just mm-hmm. to go for it. Yeah, beg for your job back rather than get fired. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've had to do that a couple of times here at the Brooklyn Paper. I don't know if you remember, Vince, when I almost got fired on Thanksgiving Day, or the what? day before. Yeah, I almost got fired on the day before Thanksgiving for putting up. Just so you know, for putting up a video that was cutting edge. It was. It featured me naked. Yes. And at one point, I believe I was simulating masturbation. So, yeah, I almost got fired. Oh, my goodness. You can, you can Google that. You oh can. My you goodness. can. You can Google Consman it. 25M apartment. Yeah, it's a great. <laughs> it's really. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a real estate porn. I mean, it's, it is. It's, it's a real estate porn. It is and look, it was flawed, Ophira, but you get fired for that. You beg your job back. And I did. And I fought from the brink and came back. And then that was great. There you go. I'm glad you, came. I'm glad you made it back. Yeah, I'm glad I'm back. And then I left and went to the Daily News, and it's the rest is history. There you go. <laughs> All right, listen. <laughs> Where I simulate masturbation every day. <laughs> nice. Ophira Eisenberg is on with us. We want to thank her. She's coming out to, to be the MC of our Women of Distinction Awards uh, this next Tuesday night. Are tickets still available? Tickets are still available. How, you, how you gotta do call, I get these you tickets? you got to call Ralph D'Onofrio. Really? Ralph D'Onofrio, yeah, 260 Twenty five hundred. You ask for Ralph D'Onofrio, and they'll 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 take care of that. That number you. again: seven one eight two six zero twenty five hundred. And you just ask for Ralph D'Onofrio. Hey, yeah, ask for him, or you type in the code. If you get stuck no, in the system, do I have to pay for these tickets? I think the tickets are uh, are paid. Yeah. Yeah, because I get a dinner with it. Yeah, you're gonna get. Dinner and I get Ophira thing. tells a couple of jokes. Yes, yeah, she does. Okay, so it's gonna be a great yeah. night. What no, time is that again, Vince? It's gonna be on a. It's gonna be on Tuesday night. I believe it's like eight o'clock. Maybe really? six. Maybe six. Probably o'clock. a little earlier. Six actually. o'clock. Probably six, six o'clock. o'clock. It's out at Sirico's in Diker Heights. Yeah, Sirico's. Sirico's. I say Sirico's. I would say Sirico's. You can say what you want. I would say. Sirico's. I mean, you're Italian. I'm not Italian. Yep. Someone's calling in. All right. Well, we'll t- we'll take that call. And as you <laughs> wow. know, Ophir, <laughs> Ophir Eisenberg, uh, asked me another is taped at the Bell House. Correct. At the Bell House. Yep. On Monday nights. It's a, it's just, we have some Tuesday nights because of the summer. There's been a little bit, but yeah. So our next one is coming up. On actually a Tuesday, uh, it is Tuesday, uh, June fourteenth, and mm. then the following one is Monday, June twentieth. See, I think you should return the favor and have us on the show because, as you know, I'm the author of two books and and the the new play, Murder at the Food Co-op. You know about Murder at the Food Co-op? What? Yeah. No. Yeah. But well, it's something I've always wanted to stage. You'll I be, mean, <laughs> well, maybe I'll have you act in it. We we, <laughs> we are going to go up at the Fringe Festival this summer. Details to follow, but you put me on your show, and we plug away, and we get a big crowd. That sounds great. It's going to be awesome. That sounds great. And now, last thing, anything you want to plug, because we always let our guests plug whatever they want to plug away. Oh, 
What am I going to plug? Yeah, so these uh, upcoming shows you should uh, definitely come to. It's a, a nice way to spend your summer at the Bell House. Mm. Um, also, other things that I have coming up. Hmm. Yeah, I think I you should. I have all kinds of just stand-up gigs around town that uh, will be a lot of fun this summer. So, and I, they're all listed in all different times. But just go to OphiraEisenberg.com. So I was going to say they're all listed at, at GershKunstman.com. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Let's try to get some traffic out of there. All right. Anything else for a fear of Vince? Because, you know, she's your pal. No, I think we've done it, and I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, we look forward you. to I look forward to meeting you in person on Tuesday night if my yeah, wife lets me go. Tuesday. Yeah, 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 great. <laughs> All right. So thanks for coming on. Wait a on. minute. Your wife won't let you go to Women of Distinction? Well, it all depends if we get a babysitter. Yes, this stuff is very See, it's intense. Not, it's not easy. And my kid's nine. I think he could stay home by himself. Yeah, good, good luck with telling the police that. <laughs> well, I burned down the house, but... Uh, it was oh. Women of Distinction Night. It was. I don't think he'd be happy with it. No, he'd have a tough not. time. He'd have a tough time. He's right. Got a little... <laughs> All right, Afira Eisenberg, we've got to get out and pay some bills, so thank you for joining us. Thank NPR's you so much. Ask Me Anything host, Ophira Eisenberg, a Brooklynite and ask, a mother of one. Ask me another. And that's it. Oh, that was, that was Vince's way of saying, do not talk after I finish that sentence. <laughs> well done, Vince. You. All right, Afira, thank you for joining us. All right, take care. All right, see you soon. Bye-bye. The question I would have asked Afira had she been able to stay on was simply, how are your teeth? That's what I would have said. I would have said, how are your teeth? Why is that a question? Because if your teeth aren't good, where are you going to go? You need good teeth. You got it. You're going to go to Joseph Lichter. You know why? He's at 1420 Avenue P in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. 718-339-7878. But let me tell you about this guy. Let me tell you about this guy. Periodontal cleaning, Invisalign braces, Dental, fl- you know, the professional flossing they do. Get that stuff out from between your teeth. Well, you're going for a cleaning. I mean, no, just but cleaning, whitening, he does whitening. The point is, Lichter, josephlichterdds.com, the guy is 10% to 50% cheaper than those fancy dentists in Park Slope and Brooklyn Heights, where I've been spending my money. Yeah, no, you got you to make the move. Make the move to Lichter. I make the move to Lichter. So that's the- Joseph Lichter, that's L-I-C-H-T-E-R, dds.com. 1420 Avenue P, 718 718- Three three nine seven eight seven eight. It's finally happened, Gersh. What's that? You want a five hundred dollar gift certificate to uh, Atlas Steakhouse? Do you want it? Yeah, I do. Want Just it. go. I, to I bet I'm not eligible because I work for Brooklyn Paper yeah, Radio. I think you can do whatever you do. Whatever you got to do. Okay. You know, atlassteak.com. Atlassteaks.com. Right now, you go on. You click it. The little window pops up, and you have an opportunity. All you got to do is give them give them your email. I don't That's mind totally giving them my email because we're going to get special offers. Right, and I got like thirty different emails anyway. I just give them, I give them the, e- I give them, just give them an email, and you are entered in a chance to win a five hundred dollar gift card. So you say they're going to give away one a month, and then what are you, what are you going to do with that? What are well, you gonna I'm going to five hundred dollar gift gift card. I'm going to. How take many trips does that get you to Atlas? No, because I'm going to do it differently, Vince. I'm going to I'm going to bring ten of my favorite people. And have oh. a blowout night at Atlas Steakhouse. Five hundred bucks. That sounds actually not that bad. Atlas Steakhouse, as you know, a Mediterranean style. No, it's steakhouse. not one of those German style. No, steakhouse. no, we're talking to you, Peter Luger. And uh, it's a uh, uh, Mediterranean style steakhouse at nine forty three Coney Island Avenue in Ditness Park, Brooklyn. And you can go in there. You can have their signature cocktails. You can have a vintage from their massive selection of wines. And then you can get that steak, Gersh. I know which one you like. You, wait, you didn't mention the crab cakes. I know. I said that you can get an, a, an appetizer, signature appetizer, without question. I thought you said signature cocktail. You get a signature cocktail, a delicious appetizer. Okay, that's right. That's it, and that's the crab cake. That's the crab cake? All right. All right. We got to get out. Go Give do us it. The, so Atlas Steakhouse, 943, 943 Coney Island, Island Avenue. Avenue. 
646-494-7227 and on the web at atlasdeak.com. I love that mushrooms. The, the spinach, oh, the mushroom the cap? Mushroom. mushroom cap. All right. Last thing we got to do, pay some bills. Vince, I played hockey all weekend long. How's your shoulder? My shoulder hurts. How about your foot? My foot hurts. But what doesn't hurt? Your back. My spine is fine because I go to Melinda Keller at the Brooklyn Spine Center, 5911 16th Avenue, and what she's got is something called a DRX 9000. You know mm-hmm. what that is? It's got some, I heard about this pumping action. Yeah, it's got like a spinal decompression device. It, it allows the body's own nutrients to flow into the affected discs, and that works whether you have degenerative disc disorder, which is what I have. That's the thing that bothers you. Sciatica, herniated disc, slip disc, etc. So you call Melinda Keller at 718 718- Four seven five nine four three eight. She'll set up an appointment. She'll do a consultation. If the DRX nine thousand isn't right for you, she's got a million other things There's she other can things do. Other things you can do. So Brooklyn Spine Center fifty nine eleven Sixteenth Avenue or on the web at brooklynspinecenter.com. All right. Well, All right, Gersh. Been a great show. Well, we paid the first round of bills, and I got to tell you something. I am not afraid to go rogue right now. Who called us, by the way? I'm gonna. That was the that was the little trick. You yeah, ready? Let's hear it. You ready? I'm going rogue. What are J- you doing? Jimmy, I'm going rogue. You hit speaker. I'm doing it. Hit nine. I gotta tell Gersh how to use the phone every time. It's like back in the day. You don't even know what I'm doing. He had a rotary phone once. He's you going don't even rogue. You know what I'm doing. I'm hearing music. Hello? Hey, is that Scott Sager? It is. Scott Sager, this is Gersh Kuntzman and Vince DiMaselli on Brooklyn Paper Radio. How are you, sir? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Listen, Vince doesn't even know why I I was going to call you, but I'm going to break some news that I was sad to read in the Brooklyn Paper. You you really didn't know this was coming? Scott Sager has written his last The Dad column for Brooklyn Paper. Yes, it was a touching, touching tribute. Scott, I got to say, I discovered you. And that feels like 10 years ago, am I right? Uh, just about. You gave me my first break. I mean, it, and what did you do with that break? <laughs> I harassed you until you gave me the next break. Which was what? Um, well, the, the way it started was I pitched a Father's Day parenting uh-huh. column for you, and you gave, uh, you, you gave the previous mom columnist that one week off ah. in her six-year career. And that's smart mom. Was that smart at, mom? Uh, at doing a column. So mm-hmm. I gave you the one column, and then you became a bi-weekly columnist. Am I that's right? That's right. I, I came back to you a year later. We did it again, and then and then there I, I was so when when wait, she retired. When you started, your kids were like fourteen. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was there when she retired, and I would not say it was an actual retirement. Hey oh, <laughs> hey oh. No, yours was a legitimate retirement. How yes. old are your kids now? Uh, 18 and 21. Oh, I remember when they were babies. See? <laughs> I never even met them. No, the great thing about Scott... Go for it, Vince. I'm, I'm going to say, first of all, I've never heard his voice. This is the first time I've actually ever spoken that to him. That means he's not a problem writer. That no, means he's that, a great writer. And in my, in my mind, Scott is a cartoon character who appears in our newspaper once a, uh, twice a month. This little drawing. Yeah, the little drawing by Sylvan McDowell. Sylvan did that drawing. But I don't even know what he looks like. I hope it... Is that drawing, is that representative of of you, would you say, Scott? uh, Uncannily. It's it's an amazing representation of me. That was the great thing about about Sylvan McDowell. In the the picture, my beard is still brown and it has turned white. Okay. I want... You're the dad columnist, and I would like you briefly, if you can, to reflect on the current state of American fatherhood. Because I think... Unlike the State of the Union, I would say the state of American fatherhood 
is bad. Where are you? Bad? Why? Well, I asked you the questions. I'll get into it. You yeah. Give me your opinion here. Um, I mean, in a lot of ways, I think American fatherhood has, is much better than it's been. Why? Why? Dads why? are more involved in in day to day in the day to day life of their kids. I think the assumptions that new dads make about their role and involvement in their children's lives is so much more um, rich and wonderful Jesus. than it used to be. Here's why you're uh, wrong. Here's why you're wrong. Okay. We, dads today are expected to do too much and be too involved. Mm -hmm. And what we do, and I'm speaking about myself now. What we do, Saker, is we turn our kids into these millennials who can't do anything for themselves. And again, I'm talking about myself. So what? that's, I think you're, you're giving dads a bad rap on that because- I'm giving this parents, dad a bad rap. parents do that. But I think dads are today expected to do no more than moms are, which is everything. Yeah, but that's the point. That's the point, we're doing too much. We're just not capable. I'm not capable. I have a really tough time taking out the garbage on Tuesday nights. It just takes forever. No, Sager, let's be honest. Your kids are now older. Did yeah. you give me the five ways you screwed them up? Because you know you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't you? That's that's between them and their therapist. <laughs> All right, fine. But I'm your yeah, therapist think, in this conversation. Of course. What I do you want to get off your chest? So I think that you're right. I think that that uh, it's a constant struggle between. Yep raising independent young adults and and um, coddled the uh, you can you can curse you can children. curse <laughs> but i also think that we struggle with that in so many ways in in uh, wanting to be part of our children's lives and yet giving them independence and privacy um, i think wanting them to we want from our relationships with our children, and of course I'm overgeneralizing, but so much more than I think our parents wanted mm. or expected from their relationships with us. Yeah, my dad used to call me numbnuts. Yeah. <laughs> really, numbnuts? <laughs> numbnuts. Wow, that's nice. I'll never forget. Well, it happened once. <laughs> oh, I'll, never happened forget, once. I'll never forget it. <laughs> my father just basically took me to the racetrack every Saturday, and that was about it. Because he wanted to go to the racetrack, hey, Scott got Sager. To the racetrack. And, and did he did he let you keep your winnings? Yeah, right. He he turned me into an inveterate hardened gambler at age seven, and by age nine I was making a living. <laughs> so I can't complain. No, Scott, you you, you have to admit that in America today, dads are and I'm and again we're not talking about women. Mother's Day we talked about what an enormous job women do. It's crazy what they're forced to do. But I am not qualified or capable of providing this level of parental involvement. Fact. <laughs> I, th I think that it's, I really think it's part of a, of a bigger and different question. And, and I think that for our parents, they, they were very comfortable watching us fail. And they kind of- <laughs> That's true. That, they were very that, comfortable that watching was, me fail. You ever <laughs> see me bat in Little yeah. League? Oh man. No, absolutely. But it was, you know, hard knocks. That's what made yeah. you grow up. My dad used and to call I, me Jenny Rebecca. I, don't, I still don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, you're hearing all the hard. What? How did your father scar you, Scott? Because you grew up, you grew up in the same era we did, probably '60s and '70s, right? Yep. So how did your father screw you up? Uh, he he let me have too much independence. Ah, interesting. So you, know, you, how I, did you I react was out to the that? Door Saturday morning, and I showed up Saturday night, and you know, 
it didn't as long as I came back in one piece and there were no bills and and broken glass involved, it was okay. Wow, mega! But do you feel as a result that you were a different kind of father than that dad? Absolutely. Yeah. I think each generation parents in reaction to the way we were parented. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Ne- and I, so have I have we not. We are over involved with our children as a reaction to feeling uninvolved with our parents. I haven't called my son numbnuts or Jenny Rebecca. That well, has not happened. You're such an advanced that's, dad. You see that? I've taken it to the next level. But I wanted to talk about the column uh, a little bit because that's why that's what that's what we're talking. I mean, about, it was right? an epic. epic no, column. it was a great column, and a lot of you know the reporters and the editors that work with me at at the Brooklyn paper. They're they're younger. They're younger than me. I'm 45. I think Scott, you probably got about seven to ten years on me. And yep. they they would come into the office like Vinny, why are you running this column, you know, about you know the 15, 16, 17 year olds? Because to these kids, you know, to to the guys working with me that are twenty two and twenty three, they're like, what are they writing? Why does he have a parenting column? You know, they're seventeen, they're eighteen. You well, know, they're like, still getting paid by like, their parents. Those kids who work for you, well, they're it, living on their parents' couches. Uh huh. They're thinking, well, why doesn't my dad write this well, column? My answer was simple, and I, I told this to Scott at one point in an email. I said, you never stop parenting. And I loved, reading, I loved reading the column every week because it's, like, it's, a, it's a view into what, I'm, what, I, have to, what I have to expect in the, in the coming years, what's, gonna come, what's coming down the pike. And it was great to, to have that opportunity to, to edit the column. And I, would say, I will say I did edit it fantastically. Yeah, that's not even a question. Mm-hmm. But Scott, you heard, Absolutely. you heard what the guy said. He says that you never stop parenting. A, is that true? Yes. B, how, no am I gonna, how am I going to deal with that? How am I, uh, Gersh Kunstman, going to deal? Because you're, look, we're fellow dads, right? We're dads in heart or dads in spirit. You're better at it than I am. With, there's no doubt about how that. How am I going to get through it? Yeah, you don't have an answer. Nobody's got an answer. Jimmy, we got an answer. Everyone's got their own answer. Uh, another dad I know who writes a column out in New, or used to write a column out in New Mexico, he wrote a book called Daddy Needs a Drink. Yeah, dad, in New Mexico that's, especially. Yeah, that's Rob Wilder. That's, I like that guy. Let's get him. Let's get him. How old are his kids? We'll get him to write the column now. <laughs> He's retired from his column too. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's what happened. The kids get old, and then you think, I can't write a dad column anymore. Can you write like a, a grizzled geezer column, like a gray geezer no, column? No, you know. I figured my next my next step is to write a dad column for uh, the AARP publication. Nice. How do you how do you parent adult kids? That's a very good question. Do I have to? Well, my mom what, tries. What relation? Let me ask you a question, Gersh. When your kids are in their twenties, oh boy, what relationship do you envision having with them? I want to just go to a bar, have a drink with them, talk about sex, talk about drugs, and I can't do that yet. They're too young. But do you want them to be your friends, or are they still your kids? No, they're my kids. But listen, I want them to say, you know, it's nice to see Dad every once in a while. Like, if I get that, that's enough. I think as long as my parents can give me money, I'm happy. (laughs) If they have some money to give me, I'll take it. Yeah, and I won't, FYI. I know, I've been trying to get you to take your parents' money, but you (laughs) refuse to. No, I'm talking about my money, my lack of money for my kids. I mean, Scott, you were pulling in the six figures for that dad column i'm not making that i'm oh, not making yeah, that no. kind of money the pay on that <laughs> right, by got... the way you got to send me an invoice listen i got one more question for you though are you reading fearless parenting what other parenting columns did you read to you know like to take in some ideas and you know make your column better who were your favorite parenting columnists 
Uh, of course, I read Fearless Parent. Um, and, you know, honestly, the, the Brooklyn paper, I read the news. The news is full of stories about kids and parents, um, some tragic, some heartening. Uh, you know, even, even stories about, like, uh, uh, celebrities and their parents, athletes, the Mannings. They're, they're, things come out every year about them. Uh, what do you mean? Parenting the steroids? is something that we're all on one side of or the other, and it's really everywhere. Uh, but is it the hardest job you've ever had? It's and you were the in the job Marines. I've so... taken most seriously of any job I've ever had. Yeah, but you were unemployed a lot of the time. <laughs> all right, freelance no, I take, I, freelance writing. I, I know. I take care of other people's kids. I, you did. That's you a know, suicide mission. But being a parent is the job that makes me feel most responsible, I think. All right, so where, where did your kids end up? You get 121, 118. They go to college, they go to Peace Corps, what'd they do? One's gonna graduate from high school in a week and a few days. Nice. And the others just finished her junior year of college. Where, where? Uh, in Connecticut, Wesleyan. Because, you know, we're very judgmental here. Because if you had said, like, you know, SUNY upstate tininess, I would have been like, oh, well, I guess we didn't do much for him. But, you know. Oh, Wesleyan uh, is pretty yeah, good. Wesleyan, yeah, Wesleyan, yeah. they got a baseball team. Anyway, <laughs> Scott, we got to get out. You're not doing the column anymore. It's a great loss to Brooklyn. What are you doing? Give us any. You can plug whatever you want to plug. I've been I'm doing some work for a new online uh, website for parents of college students called Collegiate Parent. Wow, that's and a creative So that's name. my new gig for right now. It's not as steady or as, um, it's a little more serious than than uh, the dad column, and I'm looking for new opportunities. So if you guys, anything comes up, let me know. The, gr the granddad. The granddad. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's I the website? A few years before that one. What's the <laughs> website again? It's collegiateparent.com? Yeah. Okay, well, the collegiateparent.com. There you plug it. that. Plug I, away. I want to say thank you for coming on the show, because like Vince, I didn't talk to you very often because your column was very clean. The copy was good. Didn't have to edit it very much. And just and now I'm remembering those early days when we used to talk, and it was fun to talk to a fellow dad who struggled like well, like well, not like me because no, I struggle in a unique no, and yeah, very dis your dismal way. Your struggle is. I mean, it's mind Kampf is what it is. It's struggling. It's literally mind Kampf. Am I right, my dad? Dad, are you with us? It, it, yes. Okay. <laughs> we're that was, a, that was a Hitler about, reference, by the way. We're talking Hitler. about Gersh's <laughs> struggle. All right, we got to get out. Dad Scott right. Sager, you listen, can listen. He's. All of his columns are available on brooklynpaper.com. You can go there, and they will be there for as long as we're here. You okay, can, you, and? You go on the Google, and you Google Scott Sager, and it'll come up, and you can take a look, and you can give it a read. And a lot of them are very uh, informative, always very interesting. They're timeless. Always, They're timeless. They, they, can, they can be timeless. And you can get thank his current you. writing at and collegiateparent.com. And thank you, Gersh, and Vince, for, for your support and your great editing skills. Oh, no, and come on. That's not why we're here. That's not why. Yeah, okay, no, but yeah. But it was good yeah. editing. It was good. I appreciated it. All right. Well, there, well you're welcome. Obviously. All right. Just make sure you send the invoice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll send you an invoice for all the editing. All right. Scott Sager, we got to get out. Big fan. Great job. Ouch. Wow. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. So the good news is Scott Sager, great columnist. We're going to miss him. I have just been handed a note by Jimmy oh, who wanted say? me to plug the, the website, sorry, the email address for Brooklyn Paper Radio because we will read your email on the air if you email us. Because you might not be listening live. You might be listening on the podcast. 
or on Mixler or on iTunes. Yeah. So please send an email to Brooklyn Paper Radio. That's all one word at cnglocal.com. That's Brooklyn Paper Radio at cnglocal.com. Yeah, if you have any, you have a question you want to ask us, you can forward that to us immediately. The other thing we, we need to ask our listeners to do, everybody out there listening right now or possibly in the future, is when you go onto the iTunes site there to download your, your favorite podcast, give us, a, give us a plug. If you can go in and give us a rating, you could say we're doing a good job, doing a bad job. It would be pretty helpful uh, to the show. And I mean, if you sit, thought we were doing a bad job, that would not be helpful to the show. You know what? It, it is what it is. I'm not going to tell people what to write. I'm not either. The only people I tell what to write are those guys outside the uh, outside this room, outside the studio. Yeah, well, I'd love to get one I'll of them in, but we're kind of running out of time. Yeah, it's five, 5.50. I have a qu- another question for you, Vince. Go. Did you ever pay too much for a dental bill? Of course I have. Oh, you, you have? Who hasn't? Well, if you went to Joseph Lichter DDS at 1420 Avenue P. Mm-hmm. In Brooklyn, what would have happened? The periodontal stuff? Yeah, you would have paid a lot less, 10% to 50% less. And I'm talking about Invisalign. I'm talking about cleanings. I'm talking about whitenings. I'm talking about just basic dental repair, like cavities. Because, look, we all eat stuff. Jimmy, you eat stuff. He eats stuff. And I think he's not, eating right now. It's not good for your teeth. Well, Joseph Lichter's not going to judge you. He's going to say, let's see what we can do. And what he's going to do is going to cost 10 to 50% less than other dentists. So... Call him up, 718-339-7878, or go to josephlichterdds.com. He's at 1420 Avenue P for periodontal in Brooklyn, and he is a cheap, and when I say cheap, I mean inexpensive, dentist. Timing. 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 It's all about timing. Atlas Steakhouse. Listen, it's not just about the steaks at Atlas Steakhouse. You know something? Atlas Steakhouse has food that I like to call from the sea. Really? Got, yeah, they got tuna steak. Uh, can I tell you about that German steakhouse I went to in Williamsburg? I've heard about German steaks because this is a Mediterranean steakhouse. Their steak's steakhouse. fine. You know, the steak is fine. But if you order the salmon at that German steakhouse, mm-hmm. it's bad. Like, it's not just average. It's bad. It's but bad, Atlas bad. is not that way. No, you get that tuna steak and you go home a happy camper. You, you could have the Branzino that can be served whole or filet. You can have the salmon steak. Mm. You can have the red snapper. You can have the white fish. Really? White fish? Yeah, famous scene in Johnny Dangerously. She goes to the movies. Yeah. She says, I'll have the uh, juju beans. I'll have some popcorn. Oh, and the whitefish. And what is she talking about? She was at the at the candy counter at the at the at the. Uh, What's the whitefish? Is the candy? Is that like a Coney Island whitefish? A whitefish. Oh, okay. No, not a Coney Island whitefish. It's a real whitefish. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. That. Oh man, the San Tropez burger is one of my favorites. It's a beef burger with gorgonzola cheese, caramelized onion. It's served with their homemade kettle chips. They're delicious. And you cannot resist the Atlas Lamb Burger. I won't even try. No, you can't resist it. If they put it in front of you, you will eat it. This is what happens at Atlas Steakhouse. Atlas Steakhouse in in uh, beautiful Ditmas Park is at 943 Coney Island Avenue. Come on down today. You can go to their website, atlassteak.com. You can try to get that enter that sweepstakes with a $500 gift card. Have all the white fish that you like. Atlas Steakhouse. You know, the funny thing is I'm able to lift... My steak at Atlas Steakhouse because of Melinda Keller, Dr. Melinda Keller at the Brooklyn Spine Center. No, without that work being done, you'd be in bad shape. She's got a machine called a DRX 9000. It provides a decompression force against the affected disc. And whether that's degenerative disc disease, sciatica, herniated disc, split disc, slip disc, slip kids, whatever it is, you use that DRX 9000. It provides a pumping action. Now, the number is 718-475-9438. 
She's at 5911 16th Avenue in Brooklyn. It's the Brooklyn Spine Center. You can reach her at brooklynspinecenter.com. You got to do that. Now, Jimmy has just handed me a note that says we got 10 minutes. But, Vince, I do not have 10 minutes because I am going to the Upper West Side to have dinner with my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And and I wouldn't blow off the show just for dinner with my girlfriend. I'm having dinner with my girlfriend and my parents. Wait a second. That's your first reaction. It's like, Wait. why are you having dinner with your parents? One are second. you going to make some sort of announcement? This is this is a it's a big step for you. Do you know what the announcement is? The announcement is that you are going to, to need ten thousand dollars to produce Murder at the Food Co-op. There it is at the Fringe Festival this summer. Murder at the Food Co-op, August twelfth through twenty eighth. Get all the information at gershkuntzman.com. What's, what's your dad's first name? Because I only call Ron. him Mr. Kuntzman. He's actually a doctor, but uh, his first name is Ron. I call him Mr. Kuntzman, okay. not, not Dr. Kuntzman. All right, well, that's a mistake, and that's why you've never gotten $10,000 for murder at the food co-op. So it would be Dr. Ronald Ronald? Yeah. Dr. Ronald Kuntzman presents that's right. a Gersh Kuntzman production. No, if he no. gives me the ten grand, it's Ron Kuntzman presents murder at the food co-op by Gersh Kuntzman. By Gersh Kuntzman. So if you music hear, by music by Mark Dinkin and directed, of course, by Brooklyn's own Eric Olson. Oh, you got him. Yeah, got Olson. Oh, he directed SUV move. the musical. So anyway, I got to get out. Point is, Jimmy. Is Eric going to be there? Eric will not be at the meal tonight. He's good. So it's it's Nell. It's my girlfriend. I didn't almost said I her think name. You should, if you're going to have him, if this guy's going to produce, you should have him meet the director. No, if he if he's interested in producing, he'll meet the cast. He'll meet the crew. I've got a stage manager. I've what got kind of food are you feeding him to get him all? Like, first of all, are you liquoring him up? I'm liquoring him up. We're going to go to Anandaga, which is on the Upper West Side. It's a great Spanish uh, restaurant. Oh, oh, man. So you're actually going out. I thought you were just having dinner at, at your girlfriend's house, but you're going out to No, I'm taking them. I'm buttering them up uh-huh. with olive oil at a Spanish restaurant. So i got to mm. go. You guys want to keep talking. I'm just going to – I'm taking the headset off. Jimmy, just just wind it down unless you want uh, – Can I, I, don't can know, I say one thing? Oh, yeah. Jimmy's got to say something. What's up, Jimmy? Yeah, uh – it sounds to me like the world might end this weekend. That's what I'm hearing. Why would the world end, Jimmy? I'm hearing that we got the Mayan calendar wrong in 2012. We had it all mixed up. If you see four planets in a line, either tomorrow night, Saturday, or Sunday. I, I, there's some holes in this story. How is the Mayan calendar? How can that? How you mix it up? It's a calendar. You pick you, it up. All the dates are there. You just got to look at it the right way. You know, it's uh. It's what is it like a 3D symbols. calendar? Isn't it all in symbols? Uh, you, the we, Mayan, got, we gotta get out. Yeah, we the Mayan get out. calendar. We're calling it. We're calling it. The Mayan calendar. Let's play the music. The point is, if I don't get that ten grand, then then the Mayan calendar was right. That's right. All right, so I'm out of here, Jimmy. Thanks so much. I love you guys. I'll see you soon. Give Gersh, thanks grand. for thanks for coming in. Murder at the Food Co-op at gershkutzman.com. Thanks to Ophira Eisenberg for Woo-hoo. coming on the show. She did a great job. <laughs> Where's my music? No outro. Me out? No outro music. <laughs> we'll give you the intro, huh? Yeah, do it. Wow, what is that? That's the morning papers. And thank you to Scott Sager for coming on the show. Thanks to Jimmy. Thanks to Gersh. Thanks to Eric Hercules. And we will see you next week on Brooklyn Paper Radio.